Are you curious about the current state of the rapidly changing real estate market? For answers, look no further than Brian Linda at Coldwell Banker Bernizer Realtors. We are experienced real estate professionals with over 40 combined years in the industry. We have a finger on the pulse of the market and can help you understand the latest trends and conditions no matter how wild they appear. Right now, we are offering a free, no-strings-attached seller's guide. This guide is packed with valuable tips and insights to help you navigate the selling process with confidence. Contact us today at www.realestatechanged.com or find Get Brian and Linda on Facebook. Remember, for all things real estate, Get Brian and Linda. Hello and welcome to Mac Chat, where we talk about all things related to McDonald Area Catholic Schools. I'm Molly, here with some wonderful guests today to talk about our theater program here at McDonald. Uh, first, I'd like to acknowledge our sponsor, Mason Companies Incorporated. Uh, we appreciate your longstanding support of our Catholic schools here in Chippewa Mason Companies. Uh, so moving on, let's introduce our amazing guests, Mr. Frank Rinnick and Miss Lily Edison. Welcome. Thank you. Sure. So tell our listeners a little about yourself. I know, hey, you know what we ought to do in case there's the people that only listen for the first 30 seconds? Yeah. You have a play coming up this uh, next weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next week, six days. We open um, on Thursday. We've got Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and we'll be talking about that in more detail. But let's just say it's a pretty great show. So last weekend in April, in on the corner, tickets available through the McDonald Area Catholic Schools.org website. Absolutely. Okay, so if anyone else needs to stop listening, go buy your tickets. Just pa- <laughs> pause the show, go buy your tickets, and then come back and listen to the rest. Okay. There you go. Sound good? All right, so let's move on <laughs> um, to a little more about you, uh, Mr. Rennick. Can you tell us a little more just about yourself, your background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm an alumni here. I graduated in 2016 um, and uh, started teaching here last year, picked up some theater projects last year as well, continuing that on this year um, and hoping to continue to grow the the program with um, Mrs. Jorgensen, Greta Jorgensen as well. Um, Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, we'll get more into some of the, um, you know, your background in theater and what, you know, what keeps you motivated. But maybe we'll let Miss Lily here introduce herself, although she's usually so shy. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, just kidding, just kidding. Go ahead, Lily. Tell our <laughs> listeners a little about yourself. Yes, um, I'm Lily Edison. I'm a sophomore at McDonald. Um, I've been going here since 2018, and this year will be my seventh McDonald production. So. Wow, that is awesome. Um, so if it's been your seventh, or this will be your seventh production, mm-hmm. um, what kind of can you tell the, our listeners a little about the roles that you've played over the years? Yeah, um, yeah. Until about last year, I was always I I was ensemble, so I'd sing in the background. And then I had my breakthrough last year, um, in the play, and I got to be this kind of whimsical, dumb blonde character. And now, um, again, another big role this year as Summer Hathaway singing. And now, this year's play, I get to be a star again and shine. Amazing. Well, you were born for it. So that's awesome. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, just delving still into that background. Uh, We heard a little bit about Lily's roles that she's played. Um, Mr. Rinnick, I understand you've been in theater a little prior to 2018. (laughs) A little bit. Okay. Why don't you kind of walk us through that? I think it's, uh, you know, a great tale of uh, bravery and uh, and talent. (laughs) So go ahead and tell us a little more about your background in theater. Yeah, I my very first show was um, in 2006, um, and it was 
I was eight years old when I started doing this, and I haven't really stopped since then. I've been acting um, for the majority of that time. A um, handful of years ago, I did kind of pick up this interest for directing and doing some other things behind um, behind the stage as well. I went to UW-Eau Claire and got my um, degree, first and foremost, in English education, but then I also was able to get my minor and uh, dual license in theater education as well. So I was able to kind of capitalize on that passion of theater and pair it with a, you know, that post-secondary plan as well. And since receiving that degree, I've, I've been stepping into the role of directing whenever I can. Really, I've been teaching um, summer, summer theater classes for um, the Chippewa Valley Theater Guild for the past three or four years now, which is an organization that I, I work pretty closely with. And um, being able to start a, a kind of a new tradition here, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about in more detail later uh, at McDonnell. So just kind of being able to be consistently involved for the last several years uh, has definitely been um, a very important passion and hobby and job of mine. It kind of encompasses everything for me as far as what I like to do um, in my free time and part of my profession. So it's a great uh, Great thing. Yeah, wonderful. And, you know, um, we keep saying we're going to talk more about the upcoming production. I think a lot of our listeners are aware of the long history of musical mm -hmm. productions. I think we're over 40 years consecutive at this point. Yep. Um, but the non-musical plays mm -hmm. are relatively new. Right. Um, so maybe we could kind of zero in on, on your vision for the non-musical productions um, starting with last spring. For sure. Yeah, so I, when I was a student here, I had a lot of peers who um, were very supportive of me, you know, coming and and our other classmates who were involved in these productions. They'd come and see, and oh my gosh, I didn't know you could sing like that, and blah blah blah. And it was really good. And you know, I kind of would jokingly be like, well, when are you going to get up there, blah blah blah, and you know, this kind of thing. And like, well, you'll never catch me up there singing and dancing. And you know, which is a sentiment that I feel like a lot of people, especially teenagers, maybe share. Um, and so I just kind of had this thought as a student of like, you know, I wonder how popular, I wonder how successful it would be if we tried something without those elements. And we, you know, there's obviously just a, an enormous library of scripts for non-musical or straight plays. And so I thought, man, that would, that would just be cool. That'd be something, um, that if I could do that, you know, someday kind of just like this you know, wishful thinking as a student. And then last year, my first year teaching here, I had a creative writing class. It's my very first class that I taught here. And I just kind of brought it up in conversation one day about how this conversation would happen when I was a student. And it kind of turned some heads. And this was not a group of kids who were theater kids. You know, these were, there was a couple of RC athletes in there, a um, couple of people who were, you know, top of the academic uh, class and just kind of sitting there and they were like, no, that would, that would be kind of neat. I'd like to go see that. And I had uh, one student in there who was like, no, I would, I would audition if you did that. And I was like, okay, okay. So then the gears started turning again. And I said, well, now I'm in a position where I might be able to actually do this thing. So I talked to the people who I needed to talk to and, and we made it happen. And, um, that was the, with that first, um, uh, semester, that was when I, 
that was our musical theater class, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that was what, so I was, I just met Lily as well. Um, and so we kind of started getting to know each other and, um, convinced her, well, she didn't need a whole lot of convincing, but it convinced her to audition and ended up being one of the six kids, um, as a freshman cast, uh, in the show, which was, which was pretty, um, pretty impressive uh, in my opinion. And, um, last year's show was a, a pretty, uh, large success as far as, as my opinion goes. And, so then the questions started rolling in from the cast and other students. What, what about next year? What are you going to do next year? And so I think, um, you know, the second year, the, the sophomore album, the sophomore show, the sophomore, you know, the sequel, right? Is always, that's kind of the test, right? Everyone can have a good debut, a good thing, but if it holds up, you know, maybe we're onto mm-hmm. something here. And I think we are onto something here. You know, this is something that... Um, I've had a lot of interest in a lot of people asking, how's this going? When's it going to be? So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, kind of ushering in this uh, new tradition. Yeah. I mean, I think I laughed so hard. I cried last, um, last <laughs> year's show. Um, and Lily just nailed it um, <laughs> with your dumb blonde character, as you say, no offense. I don't know if that's PC, uh, but. The spy um, entrances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, it was a great, you know, first effort. And I'm wondering, you know, that was more of a satirical comedy. Maybe Lily, you Mm -hmm. can tell um, us a little bit more about the plot um, and themes of the Inn Around the Corner coming up Mm -hmm. next weekend. Yeah. So it's based in the late 1800s. So it's a little older seeming, but um, there's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of teasing, joking. And then at the ending, there's just this big breakthrough for two big characters. And it's it kind of plays out the whole story of that whole friend, enemy to lover um, sequel kind of thing, which will be really exciting to see for people to see play out on stage. Excellent. Um, you know, kind of backing up again to you, Lily, you know, you talked about some of the roles you've played. Um, you talked about kind of blossoming into some more lead roles as you've you know, progress through the McDonald theater program, you know, big picture. What about acting in these productions you know, really fires you up? What do you like so much about theater? I mean, when I step on the stage, I think of where I started. I think of when I transferred schools here, I was for the first time I've ever been called quiet, young girl. (laughs) And then to step on stage and hear people say, friends that have been with me in class say, I've never heard you talk that much. I've never seen you act like that. And just the way that, I mean, I saw myself and I never wanted to stop. I wanted to keep doing it keep learning these new roles, these new opportunities. Very cool. Um, And Frank, I guess, similar question, you know, what is it about theater? And I'm guessing it might relate a little bit to what Lily just had to say. (laughs) What is it about theater that you love so much and keeps you involved? Yeah, I, it really boils down to two things for me. And this is, these are the selling points when I am inviting people to come into our program or any theater program. And the the first is very similar to what Lily said is it's, it's finding yourself and developing yourself and realizing gifts that you had that you maybe didn't already know there, you know, there have been a lot of people who I know, um, students, friends, uh, otherwise who have kind of been like, wow, I, I would get you know, super nervous whenever I had to talk in front of a large group of people. Now I'm on stage. I found this other side of myself and I can go to this place in my head and, and, you know, and I, and I have more confidence. I have more of a positive self image. I can, I can share more about myself with people. Um, and I was one of those people as well. I, um, I was in theater from a young age, but I was very shy 
as a, as a young kid. And I remember it was my eighth grade year. We were doing Beauty and the Beast. Sue Decker was directing the show. And um, she was a little concerned that um, some characters were not really realizing their full potential as characters. So she brought in um, the very lovely Paul McDonald to kind of coax some characters out of us. And I remember standing, it was in the vestibule next to the guidance office. And this was kind of a, sounds a little melodramatic, but it was a defining moment for me. And mm. because we were standing in the vestibule working together and I was playing Lumiere, the very, you know, flamboyant French candlestick. And I was, I wasn't, that character wasn't clicking for me. I couldn't, I didn't want to break out of being me on stage. And, and we were standing there and Paul would say, okay, give me this line. And I'd give it, he said, okay, do it again. And I'd give it again, again, again. And it was just, you know, it was, it was like something out of, of a drama series, you know, it was like, mm -hmm. just do it, keep doing it now, add to it now, make it bigger now, add a gesture now. And, and, and it was really that moment where I, something kind of clicked and I came out of my shell on the next rehearsal, you know, things were different and, and, and Sue was, was ecstatic and Paul mm -hmm. was, was happy. And I felt more like myself and that was you know i've carried that moment with me you know through um through my life into my into my uh professional career and adult life and and the other thing that i would say as far as you know why i stay with theater is the relationships that you build when you're doing it um i've seen you know working with students i've seen friendships you know be strengthened or created um, with myself, I've made so many friends doing this. I've, I've met my wife, um, doing this as well. And we met, uh, doing a show almost 10 years ago. Um, and it took us almost a decade to, to figure out that we were meant to be together, but we got there and we wouldn't have gotten there. Um, I firmly believe this. We would not have gotten there. We would not have, have stayed in touch and, and kept running into each other if it wouldn't have been for this art. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for that on a personal level, but I also know that that those those two experiences are universal. So everyone who wants to participate in this has the opportunity to experience that as well. Yeah, shout out to Danica. Yeah. Um, I kind of enjoyed seeing you guys in. Um, I guess they're you know relatively minor, but uh, uh, roles in uh, the, the Christmas Carol yeah, was that yeah, um, last year. Uh, yeah. That was yeah fun to see the two of you working <laughs> together that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I guess I didn't know that you had been in theater together for so long, mm -hmm. but it, now that you say that, <laughs> it all is coming together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. You know, it kind of, yeah, like you said, it reminds you of one of those montages in a movie where yeah. like a, a teacher or, a, you know, in this case, an assistant director or whatever mm -hmm. role, like really just brings that out in a student mm -hmm. and can almost picture like the soundtrack really building. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. The like, epiphany, the light bulb. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I love that. Um, you know, maybe we could talk just a little bit um, before and I'm meandering a little bit. So we'll definitely make sure to, to come back to a little more about the inner on the corner. But um, just as we have a little extra time, maybe finding out a little bit more about what what involved what you guys are involved in outside of theater. Um, you know, have talked about discovering, developing your your gifts in the realm of theater. Um, you know, Lily, maybe we'll start with you. What else do you have going on? I mean, um, I have a little inside intel. I know your confirmation is coming up. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, maybe talk about that or what else you have going on in life. Uh, well, yes, I'm getting confirmed soon. Um, and then in the fall, I play varsity tennis as a co-op and that keeps me busy. Um, 
I do a lot of that, a lot of the sports, and then I'll also go, yep, play tennis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Yeah, that I mean, that was a that was a poor attempt at a golf yeah. swing because you're you've got oh, your management yeah. position too. I managed oh, golf. Oh, I, I was boys. looking down and I'm like, what's happening over there? Um. <laughs> she looks at me. That is the worst tennis swing I've ever seen. No, it was an, it was an attempt. I'm sitting down trying to swing a golf club, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, she's involved with that as well. Okay, we'll just call on our listeners' imagination to yes. picture <laughs> Mr. Rinnick pretending to swing picture a golf Arnold club Palmer and confusing me and there. Lily. Okay, um, yes, Arnold Palmer. Okay. <laughs> Um, Well, I kind of, you know, I think that's cool, Lily. It kind of demonstrates, I think it's true, and maybe you could speak on this, just that at Max, at McDonald, you know, it's kind of cheesy. It kind of reminds me of like High School Musical, right? Where it's like, you can't, you, you know, you don't get pegged as, well, you're just an athlete, or you're just a musical person, or you're just, you know, involved in campus ministry. Like you can, I think now more than ever, be you know follow all those interests and, and kind of in a as a whole person you know find different elements of your identity in those different uh, avenues so I'm wondering you know I'm kind of t- uh, tripping over my words on this but if you want to speak a little bit to that of the opportunities available you know at McDonald mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. Um, so there's the sports and then you leave your sports season you enter your new season and then for basketball they're at the same time but I'll never forget sixth grade I played basketball I'd leave basketball go to play rehearsal last year there were players constantly doing everything and they really fit every quota every okay I'm gonna go to my sports and now I'm gonna be this character I'm gonna be on stage and it really showed how McDonald can I mean allow everything to happen can allow students to fully accept themselves in every genre they want to be a part of yeah thank you for sharing that um I do think that is is really special. Um, okay, so I do not want to miss the chance to dig into even more details about the upcoming play. Um, and I have a admission, a confession, which is I still haven't bought my tickets, and I'm sure I'll be buying like probably three dozen. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We've got that recorded <laughs> now. I'm gonna fa- I'm gonna follow up with you and say, okay, you're not at three dozen yet. Mom. I know. I I know. <laughs> well, I. You know, I, I just I'm a, I tend to procrastinate. So um, and maybe other list, other people are in the same boat. Time to stop procrastinating. Right. And get on there and buy the tickets. OK. Um, so I think you mentioned there are three shows. Yes. Um, and that starts Thursday, April 27th. 27th. Yep. Okay. So 27th, 28th, 29th, all mm-hmm. evening shows. Yep. 730. Okay. So tell us, um, Lily mentioned a little bit about the themes of the play. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that, Mr. Sure. Rinnick, you know, yeah. Obviously, you chose this play, so yeah. what did you love about it? What can we expect? Yeah, I wanted to definitely keep the lightheartedness and the enjoyment of last year, but I wanted to make a slight change. Last year was kind of this, like you said, like a satirical, it was a farce style for sure, lots of physical, running back and forth, slamming doors, you know, and, and just kind of nutty, lots of <laughs> quick entrances and exits. It was wonderful. Uh, and this year, we're kind of we're kind of settling into more of like a. It's honestly, it's a rom com, really, yeah. more than anything else. Um, yeah, and it's it's a like she said, it's a 1890s Wild West saloon, you know. Um, and there's this 
the the saloon gal, Miss Lily here, and one of the regulars just absolutely cannot stand each other. Um, you know, one of the lines that uh, the owner of the inn says, I heaven knows what your feud is about, but I hope to goodness one day you'll finish it, right? And, and so it's just this <laughs> ongoing beef, right, between these two people. And um, and it the, the plot is based loosely off of um, the shop around the corner, which I believe was a Jimmy Stewart movie way back in the the golden age of film. And, and then um, it was remade, reimagined in the 90s with You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. So it kind of follows a more of a kind of a familiar template. So the audiences look at just kind of be able to kind of slip right into that in, in a good way. And then they'll be able to spend their time focusing on, you know, look at these characterizations, look at, you know, look at these students who are just kind of, you know, embodying this. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's been fun. We've been building, you know, uh, this old West saloon. I've been going out and, you know, uh, buying a lot of these old props and, and, mm -hmm. you know, making everything look rustic and, and, uh, you know, uh, time appropriate, you know, finding like, Oh, I can't have that. They didn't, that was invented after the 1800s. You know, I can't, you know, so, mm -hmm. um, but it's fun. It's a period piece. It's a rom-com it's, you know, you'll walk away feeling, feeling good. It's yeah, it's a fun show. It's got, um, <laughs> it's honestly got some really good characters too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can, t can you tell us a little bit more about the cast and characters of the play? Yeah. Do you want to um, talk yeah. a bit? Um, so, I mean, we have, two freshmen, two sophomore, junior, senior. And then with that, there's also, I mean, the height differences in this play are hilarious. <laughs> um, there's one character who's just mean to everyone. And then her, their rival um, is a taller actor. And it's just, I'll be off stage just laughing. Cause, and then that other character, there's a freshman as well. Um, she's just bossy. She wants to, she wants to go home. She wants to leave. She's done. She wants to get off stage. And then that character that she's working with, arguing with, just towers over her. And she's stepping on his feet, grabbing her luggage from him. And, I mean, that's what makes it so funny, just the differences in actors. Um, and then with some characters, just being the furthest thing from modern, I mean calling people slitty slickers and then other <laughs> characters saying like she's robust she's coarse she's has disposition like these big words that just are yeah. funny it's a it's a it's a fun little clash it's almost like um reminiscent of like a like a like a tale of two cities or something because mm -hmm. we've got you've got the wild west crowd and then you've got these two city slickers from the east that are coming mm -hmm. in to visit and everybody's everybody in the west is in like their you know the um, cowboy hats and you know flannel shirts and cowboy boots and then these these two uh, rich folks come in from the stagecoach and they're dressed in in fancy clothes and they've got sh you know shoes that need to be shined on the daily and and so mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a clash of of lifestyles but it, it's all just so comedic um, and yeah it's very very fun to fun to watch and get to know these characters very exciting so um Maybe anything else you'd like to comment on? You know, what? why should people come to this play? I think I've heard a lot of reasons, but, you know, <laughs> let make your final pitch. <laughs> I mean, I'll be there. <laughs> Done. That's it. Um, <laughs> Noted. You'll say, I knew her when. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's not very long. It's only an hour. Yep. It's hilarious. And, I mean, 
it's good acting. If you want to see a good show, just have a break from reality for an hour. Mm-hmm. It's so great to come watch live theater. Yeah. Well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a really um it's a fun and honestly an easy way to show some support, help us keep this tradition going. Like Lily said, it's an hour. Um you know, it's it's a little bit of a contrast from the musical. You know, the musical is a big grandiose, you know, wonderful big production. This is it, it's a stripped down, it's a small set. You know, it's more of an intimate um experience. Um and so, yeah, come and come and see what's our our growing and developing theater program can do. It, it shows the versatility of, of the program, definitely. Excellent. So one last time, where can people go to buy tickets for the Inner on the Corner? So you can access this link on the McDonald website, but the link itself where you'll purchase the tickets is mcdonaldhs.booktix.com. And on there, you'll be able to purchase tickets online. Um, We have separate rates for um, adult tickets, and then we have a lower rate for um, students or seniors. Um, And if technology is not your bag, you can always call the central office here at the McDonald High School. um, And uh, Mrs. Hughes or Ms. Smisky down in the office will will help guide you um, through the ticket purchasing process as well. And you can also buy tickets at the door. it's a it's a fortunate thing for convenience, but I, I don't think we're going to sell out the whole auditorium. Who knows? Now that Lily's done her pitch, we might just do that. <laughs> but you can also purchase tickets at the door. We'll have a cash box up front for you. Excellent. So, um, again, McDonaldHS.BookTix.com. Yes. Or call Central Office, 715-723-0598. Or, again, at the door right here at McDonald Central Catholic High School. That's it. We'll see you there. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you. Break a leg. <laughs>